Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, a podcast that is ostensibly about video game movies. Oof. Uh, this is episode 124. My name is Mark Champlin. Today, as always, I'm joined by Alex Wallace. How's it going, girls and gays? Yeah, that that ostensibly really carried a lot of weight this week. <laughs> yep, that's that's a heavy, that's a load-bearing ostensibly this yeah. week. Um, so, uh, you know, before we really get into it here, I would just like to, I just want to open up with a hearty fuck you to NBC.com. Uh, a website uh, which proudly proclaims on its top banner that you could quote watch every episode of House MD, watch every episode my fucking ass. You watch one episode and they're like, we need you to make an account so that we can send a bunch of spam to your email. And also now you have credits. Make sure you don't use too many of your credits up on watching Community because then you're not going to be able to watch House. You dumb shit. Uh, also, we fucked the subtitles up. Uh, half the words are just missing, or uh, some the, the letters are just in the wrong order. Sometimes it's there; you can't read them. Good job, NBC.com. I'm still not gonna fucking pay for Peacock or whatever the fuck it's called. You see, capitalism breeds innovation, <laughs> and that's why it's so important that we have. 800 free channels and also 700 paid channels oh my um, god you there's well, also ads <laughs> on these nbc.com videos there's like five ads per episode and i'd like i'd like legitimately forgot because like i was sitting there watching this and i was like you know fine ads you know i'm getting i'm watching this for free fine ads sure and then I was like, wow, this is a lot of ads this is like five ads in a row every time it gets to an ad break and then i realized like that's just what it used to be like all the time yeah, remember watching TV? How the fuck did we put up with that? <laughs> I, I was, like, I, I'm not saying any listeners are too young to remember watching TV, but some listeners might not have been, like, of, like, TV, television, primetime drama watching age to remember that the reason that these things are 40 minutes is because it takes an hour block and you spend literally 20 minutes of your life watching ads for yeah. fucking Activia. Yeah, or, or like, muting your laptop and then staring at the ceiling <laughs> until the show continues. God, yeah. <laughs> you, get, um, you get a little recess break. Fuck, man. And we couldn't even pause. You couldn't even fast forward. Yeah, it's... You, you, fuck. Um, <laughs> what, what I did was I just uh date someone who has amazon prime hmm. uh so that i can watch amazon prime and only have uh ads for amazon products in the very beginning and then there's no ads oh, yep man. you still get ads <laughs> even if you pay for amazon prime uh so we watched house this week <laughs> um also called house md um it's an american medical drama television series Originally ran on the Fox network for eight seasons. Um, stopped being good around five <laughs> seasons in. You'll you'll have something to say about that, um, of course. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it ran from 2004 to 2012. And I was watching it live for most of that time. So age, you know, 11 to 11 to 18, roughly. Um, and yeah, so this... <laughs> <laughs> this show raised me, which is bad, it turns Ter- out. Um, terrifying notion. But yes, yeah. So um, do you want to kind of go over the plot and then we'll kind of go over our experiences with the, this show yeah. in the past and possibly now for you, I guess, because you didn't watch it growing up. Yeah. Um, so we watched two uh, season one episodes of this show. We watched uh, episode three and episode 21. Uh, I'm going to briefly run through the plots here. 
Um, so season one, episode three, Occam's Razor. This one's just your standard House MD plot. You know, the, the, the show is a monster of the week show, but the monster is obscure, debilitating medical conditions. <laughs> can, can confirm if you haven't seen the rest of these, every, one, every episode ex- except for like five in the whole show is this. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, somebody is going to get sick. In, in some obscure way, uh, in this particular episode, they think it might be because uh, this guy came so hard that he died like Prince Philip. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, House is there. Prince uh, Philip died because he listened to 100 Gex once. That's what happened. Uh, House is there and he's a fucking asshole to everybody. Uh, and they spend the whole episode trying to figure out what's wrong with the guy. And then at the end, House's brilliant mind deduces the solution. And then and that's kind of it. Um, in this one, there's also a weird sex subplot with all of the co-worker doctors, but we'll get to that later. Uh, and then also in this one, he plays Metroid Fusion on a Game Boy Advance SP, which therefore means that House <laughs> is a video game show. Editor's note, it's actually Metroid Zero Mission. But oh, is we'll it? Slide. <laughs> oh, God, I'm gonna get fucking roasted to death. Um, yeah, and that's, that's the first one. And then the, the, the second one that you suggested that we watched to go along with, uh, to go along with our first course here uh, mm-hmm. was I remember one. this one being very good as a kid was the reason. Yeah, so, I th- I thought <laughs> this was better than the other episode, so I would sure. say you weren't wrong about that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, this is this is season one, episode twenty one. It's called Three Stories. Um, and this one, you know, it is a little different. Ha- House is still there, and he's still a fucking asshole to everybody. Uh, but this time, he's like a substitute teacher at medical school for some reason i don't remember why i don't know if it was even explained why <laughs> it was it was explained why but i will again let it slide because man your first experience with how much of an asshole he is to everyone kind of just overshadows the plot <laughs> yeah um so he's doing a lecture and he tells three different stories about three different people uh with leg in- injuries uh that he has dealed with, he has dealt with uh over the course of his career Uh, And then over the course of the episode, one of the people that he's talking about turns out to actually be him. And that's why his leg is all fucked up. Um, uh, I don't know. His ex-wife is in this one and he's kind of he's upset about it because he doesn't want (laughs) to operate on her husband. Uh, That that's like that's like a pretty minor aspect of the episode. Um, Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's like very little time is afforded to the ex-wife with sick husband who wants house to treat her sick husband plot um yeah christ um i'm gonna have a lot of opinions about this show over the next like 20 to 30 minutes but uh (laughs) mark what were your what were your general thoughts uh coming back to uh house md right so um longtime listeners of the show will know that Alex likes to ruin my favorite things. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Um, what happened? What? What always? What always happens is that I I say, man, I remember this being really good. We watch it. I'm forced to to face the fact that I'm a growing and changing person. Um, and and Alex points out things that are very obvious in retrospect. In terms of problematic aspects of the show, things that that don't sit right uh, as the years have passed. So it's the classic, you're not wrong, but also I like it. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, you're allowed. It's, you're allowed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's a show made entirely of tropes. 
Like it's the trope. It's it's literally Sherlock Holmes. Uh, yeah, but it is. It, it's. I mean, that's the joke. His 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 friend's name is Wilson instead of Watson. He his name is literally House. Later on, <laughs> it's of revealed. Post- God, I didn't even realize that. Oh no! Oh uh, fuck! That's so fucking corny. No, it's really. He lives in like apartments like 21b or whatever like it's that like he lives i didn't know that it was that on the nose christ no it's it's it is very specifically on the nose every yeah it's (laughs) maybe that should have been a category that we talk about the fact the fact that this is a sherlock holmes but so if you didn't know it's a sherlock holmes it's (laughs) It's a very literal Sherlock Holmes. Anyway, yeah, it's the it's um, the brilliant deductive reasoning white guy who knows everything just by looking at you somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and and he has issues relating to people socially, but it's played for laughs. You know, that's the classic. Yes, and also the, he has a drug problem, and that's also played for laughs. Yep, uh, yep. yep, it's the opium thing. Yeah, so anyway, um, I just happen to think that this is a very good execution of the tropes, whether you think the tropes are good or bad. <laughs> I think that the acting, I think Hugh Laurie fucking certainly deserves his yeah, Emmy. Yeah, like you've written here, the acting is is good. And I don't know if I, I would say that Hugh Laurie is good. I would say the, That's what the I'm acting across the cast is pretty fucking poor, actually. Yeah, the, the acting is is your bog standard, like NCIS type of like yeah. <laughs> procedural acting, yeah. except for Hugh Laurie. Who was very good. Who was putting on a I, very convincing, not a British accent. <laughs> I had no fucking clue. As a child, I'd never seen, like, like Fry and Laurie. I didn't know that he was British, because I had only seen House. I saw an interview with him as a child. I was like, is this a bit? Why is he doing a British accent? <laughs> He's very convincing. I, yeah, I was definitely, <laughs> like, watching this show, like, constantly trying to catch him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, as an adult, that's what you do. Slipping and say calore. He's pretty airtight. I don't yeah. know. He's, he's quite good. Um, also a good jazz pianist. Besides the point, I like Hugh, I like Hugh Laurie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so 12-year-old me, right? I just loved watching people be witty, and and a little bit I still do. Um, so snarky Sherlock uh, types are a guilty pleasure, um, despite the obvious problematic aspects of it being like a straight white dude who's the old, who's the brilliant one who tells the women and people of color that he employs what to do and like degrades the, their their intelligence in every other scene um it's junk food you know <laughs> it's it's a junk food show that i um it's 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 turn your brain off mm-hmm. but it's also like even if you don't turn your brain off you're 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 going to get that fucking that we're going to talk about this later, but this is like the, it's the type of thing where like, you can't turn your brain off and enjoy this unless you can be critical about it. It's like Rick and Morty, right? Because if you turn your brain off and watch Rick and Morty, you're just like, and I would argue Rick and Morty is written better than this uh, in in terms of making you not (laughs) try not to relate to to the dude. We're going to have to fucking do that at some point because I, I'm Rick, not yeah. sure that I agree. I, I, I'm I going to eat my words on that one too. I'm 100% sure. Maybe it's actually worse. Yeah. I don't know. It's the Rick and Morty thing. It's it, But House did it first yeah. uh, and also Sherlock Holmes did it in the 1800s. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I kind of hated this show. <laughs> um, I was like, this show is fucking insufferable. <laughs> I'm, I'm so not surprised, by the way. I'm not surprised in this life. <laughs> um, yeah, like setting aside all of the, all of the, 
all of the disgusting aspects of it. It's just, like, baseline. I just think, like, medical dramas are just kind of not for me. Like, I mm-hmm. just, like, like That's when it's, fair. like, like, like this is just not the thing that I want to dwell on during my leisure time. You know? <laughs> like, I'm just, like, like, because, like, what, when people are in hospitals in films or TV shows, I am stressed out because thinking about the hospital stresses me the fuck out. Um, so, I did, this is just not, like, a fun watch for me. Uh, kind of period uh, mm-hmm. because of that. But yeah, also uh, this show is just based around a gross trope that empowers shitty white men to continue to be shitty white men. Um, like, you know, first of all, this character, like the entire concept of House and like his cleverness is based entirely around the fact that he just like catches people in rhetorical gotchas. Like, he, he asks questions that are, uh, like, deliberately vague or confusing and then makes fun of them when they don't understand what he's talking about. He Like, he, this, this guy is the equivalent of a teacher saying, may I use the bathroom at you when you ask if you can use the bathroom. Like, uh, it's- I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, like, it's the type of thing. I was watching the classroom episode and thinking, like, oh, all these kids are, like, enamored with him and they, they feel like they're learning so much from this, like, interesting person but like if you actually had that classroom you'd be like what the fuck is this guy think he's doing like he's such an asshole yeah and it's like and anybody who is like hey man have you ever considered being a little bit less of an asshole is like expertly dispatched with a rhetorical flourish (laughs) like (laughs) it's just just, yeah totally sardonically dismissed yeah like the message of, of every single episode of this show uh is that it's cool to be an asshole and a creep and blatantly mistreat the people in your life as long as you're smart and right and like i don't give a fuck how the show ends or what the the people who made the show think you're supposed to feel about Mm -hmm. house I don't give a fuck. Yep. You're supposed to think that House is fucking cool. Because he's cool. Because he's the smart one that gets all of the good zingers. He gets to close every scene with a joke so you th- you know that he was really right all along. And every episode ends with him, you know, discovering, oh, actually, I was smart and right the whole time. And everybody else was <laughs> stupid for doubting me. Um, so you would argue that, like, his his obvious, like, pain and misery is not is not enough to yeah i don't think it's not like (laughs) i'm not i'm not i'm just not swayed by that reading of these types of works because obviously it doesn't fucking work Mm -hmm. because yeah yeah like i like you know we were talking about rick and morty like think about the type of people who like rick and morty (laughs) you know a show that like clearly thinks that it wants you to believe that Rick is not cool and admirable, but through the show where the where Rick gets to be cool and badass and smart and right and better than everybody else all the time, like, of course you're, like, it's, it's ridiculous, like, just, you know, if I haven't seen the last episode of House, but if after eight seasons it, it ends with House going, maybe being an asshole actually isn't that cool. It doesn't fucking matter. The show's been running for eight years with every episode being, <laughs> he's a big fucking dickhead to everybody in his life, but it's cool because he's smart. <laughs> I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you the ending off air and you're going to groan so loud. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like. I hate how it's, like, his whole thing is that, like, people are, his patients are stupid for being concerned about their health and wanting to seek medical advice and help from a medical Mm -hmm. professional. And it's just, like, 
you know, knowing that uh, we live in a culture that uh, where doctors will fucking ignore you, especially if you're a person of color or a woman or both. Uh, and or, or overweight. Or, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll just fucking ignore what you say. Um, and this show is constantly talking about how patients lie all the time and reinforcing that constantly. And it's uh, just kind of fucking gross. Um, and I, I, it, you know, this is a show about how powerful men who are good at their jobs can treat people however the fuck they want. Hmm. Interesting message coming from Brian fucking Singer the director of the first and third episodes of this show. Um, I had saw this at the beginning of the episode. It said directed by Brian Singer. And I was like, there's no way that it's that Brian Singer. There's no way that I'm going to be able to make this episode of the podcast this fucking on the nose. <laughs> I, dude, didn't, I didn't know this either. Dude. Oh, man. So if you're not aware, Brian Singer, uh, you know, he's been in the, he's been in Hollywood for a very long time. Uh, he directed uh, those original X-Men movies with Hugh Jackman. Uh, also well known for being a horrific individual, just fucking, I mean, like, because I, I was, because I went to look this guy up after I saw that he was directing the fucking house episodes. And I was like, I remember that there were some fucking allegations about this dude and how awful he was. Um, and I went to go read his Wikipedia page and it's like, it was like so much worse than I remembered. Like, it's just like a laundry list of like horrific sex crimes that this man has committed. Yeah. He's, he's like a near, he's like a near Weinstein level of like, yeah. Disgusting. Just fucking horrific. And it's like, wow. So this episode of this show, that's about how straight white men, who are good at their jobs and successful uh, should be able to treat people however they want as long as they get the results. Directed by a man who frequently took advantage of the people that were working under him uh, in order to do horrible fucking things to them. Uh, yeah, I was fucking uncomfortable. Like, it was like, oh, wow, this show... <laughs> This show is like this show is like an excuse for Brian Singer in this episode. I mean, obviously, like he's just the yeah. director of that episode. There are many different writers and directors involved in House, but just like knowing that that was the type of person working on House and knowing what the message of House is, fucking gross, man. Really scary. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel. I don't think it's that controversial looking back to say that maybe these feelings that he had made their way into his work. Yeah. Um, like the fucking, wow. Like the unbelievably uncomfortable, uh, uh, sex subplot in the first episode that we watched where this it's like bad. Yeah. It's and so bad. It's like, yeah. okay, like <laughs> I don't remember any of the fucking characters names, but there's like one female doctor who is beneath dr house in the hierarchy and yeah. at house one... has his team and there there's yeah the three doctors that are all b below him on his team and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 she... which is totally how a hospital works <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. and at one point she suggests to somebody else on the team that maybe the guy is sick because of something that his girlfriend did to him during sex um because she, the girlfriend, brought it up and was concerned about it. And she said, and she says, like, well, you know, if it was if it was a big enough deal that she brought it up, it's maybe worth looking into. And you think that that maybe is going in a direction of like, oh, this episode is going to be about like somebody like dying because of BDSM, even though we see the 
sex scene in the beginning, and that's not what happens, but whatever. Um, because that makes more sense than what actually happens in the episode, which is that <laughs> the only other time that this subplot is brought up, these two characters are, like, in the break room, and the female doctor goes up to the guy that she was talking to before, and she's like, I'm sorry that I said that. I only said that because I'm afraid of sex, because sex can kill you. And then, like, she just keeps going on like that, and she's like, she's like, you're lucky that men can only have one orgasm, because, uh, because orgasms are terrifying, and you could die. And it's like, the scene serves no purpose in the episode. <laughs> this is, like, the end of the subplot, basically. Like, the, the, end, the, the only other time we see these characters in this episode, he asks her out, and she says no, and then that's it. And then you remember that the episode was directed by Brian Singer. And it's just like, okay, I guess this was just here for Brian Singer to get his rocks off on <laughs> because it doesn't serve any other purpose in the plot. And it has like a bizarre lecherous energy to it. And the whole, anytime there is a female character on screen in the Brian Singer episode, it has a lecherous energy to it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, fucking you're, weird. You're so, you're so right. Like I, <laughs> I, and this is something that I always remembered was the case. Uh, even looking back, uh, I think the interactions between the coworkers when House isn't there are they're always weak in general because you're watching the show for Hugh Laurie, but they can't just make the show thirty minutes of of Hugh. So <laughs> they gotta fill it with something. And the coworkers like they don't really start to get like interesting or fully fleshed out characters until like seasons into the show. And it's these early things where they're just like, well, what can we have them do? Hmm. Well, the two white ones are going to want to fuck each other. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I, I think I'm pretty sure the black character ends up having like a criminal past also, which is great. That's um, cool. Cause the rest, cause so far in the show, cool. from what I've seen, his role, <laughs> his role is to have no personality whatsoever and stand next to Hugh Laurie. He, so he ends up being the, not that this matters uh, because his character has a lot of racist shit. He ends up being like the only, like the person who can rival house in terms of intellect. But I guess that's to make up for the fact that they made him like a criminal past <laughs> and he's the only black character. <sighs> what, that's besides the point. Um, the show, they, I don't like it. I think the show was made for white liberal intellectuals to feel good about themselves. Uh, and boy, was I that when I was a young teen, um, it worked uh, because I've, I just, man, I can remember so many specific episodes of this. I can remember so many mysteries that were, there was one where, you know, they spend 45 minutes trying to figure out what's going on. It turns out there's like a toothpick that he accidentally swallowed. And that was the thing I can remember. <laughs> Which you're thinking, that's fucking stupid. But I'm thinking, wow, cool. Oh, man. <laughs> because I watched it when I was 10. So, you know, yeah, I, I can't really recommend this show in good conscience right now. Um, but if you want to watch a pretty good Sherlock Holmes and you understand the problems with this trope, Man, Hugh Laurie's accent is cool in this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I found myself irritated uh by pretty much every character on this show 
pretty much the whole time. I thought I thought that the the episode where he was lecturing in front of the class was a bit better, and I liked that the structure was clever in that one, and they made some totally. jokes about how they were about about you know the 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 artifice of the storytelling that Hugh Laurie is doing alongside the visual aspect of the show there were some clever tricks done in the episode i thought and like i don't know yeah the show like the show is clever sometimes but it's like it, the the fact that it is trying to be clever in every single fucking line drives me insane i hate mm-hmm. it oh man i think that it's better than bbc sherlock and that's and that's not a high bar because that show's written by stephen moffat um but you know this show has brian singer and to my knowledge stephen moffat just is a sexist human being who sucks at writing but i don't actually think he's a predator so maybe i'm wrong and maybe benedict cumber cumberbatch is better i don't know i just maybe i'll grow out of this enjoyment of sherlock type characters maybe i won't i oh god at Um, least i don't think that i'm gonna be one anymore i i'm happy i listen right but that's the thing right that's the thing that's That's the thing they can they can be like oh but he's a drug addict and he's sad all they fucking want it doesn't matter you watch it and you're like wow he's so fucking cool because he's smart and right and owns people It's fucked that this show made me want to do Vicodin, and then I did Vicodin, like, as a 14-year-old. Like, let's, like, that's a whole thing that we could have talked about, the glorification of the drug use. Because, boy, do they make it seem fucking cool. Like, yes, he goes through withdrawals. Yes, he has to go to fucking rehab in season six. And he has horrible complications due to his... Uh, d- due to his addiction, but also those are pretty sexy episodes of him with his sexy scruff laying on the bathtub floor with his shirt off. You know, it's he's, the, he's, he still seems cool doing it. Yeah, the, the the he like he like makes popping pills look cool in the way that like people make smoking look cool. <laughs> I literally was doing it in fucking ninth grade in the school like lockers. Ugh. Like I, this is I. <laughs> Thank you, it's, Laurie. It's, it's really funny Singer. that my it's so funny that my mom let me watch this show with her every night, but like I couldn't watch Family Guy <laughs> when this is the show that could have sent me to fucking juvie. Oh man. <laughs> um Well that was uh that was an episode that we did. Uh so we kinda uh so we kinda fucked up here a little bit. Yeah. Um because we made a promise last week that we were going to take a sort of we we're going to take a sort of break from uh, strictly adhering to the premise of Cartridge Cinema Club, just like we have done this week, <laughs> um, you know, and, and getting out and just kind of doing whatever the fuck we want. Uh, and then uh, and then they put out a fucking Mortal Kombat movie. So tell me about what we're watching next week. <laughs> We're watching that Mortal Kombat movie. It's just yeah. there, you know? It's it's just sitting there on fucking HBO Go or what, wherever you can watch it. You can go to a theater, technically. I'm fully vaccinated. I could do that. But then I, I, I could just get sick with, like, the fucking flu going to the— what? I can't believe we ever went to movie theaters when I, when I really think about it. So I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, so 2021 Mortal Kombat— uh, Feature direct directed in his feature directorial debut by Simon McCoy. So we'll see how that goes. We you got the Russos in the mix who wrote the screenplay. Um, it's 
It's Mortal Kombat. Um, it's probably going to be bad. I'm going to say that it it's... will probably be a poor quality film. Uh, you know, these may, are the type it... of movies where it's like, maybe if I still smoked weed, I could like get high and get some popcorn and watch Mortal Kombat. I don't even smoke weed anymore. Like, there's dude, no... Dude, let me tell you. <laughs> I smoke weed when we watch a lot of things for this podcast. It does it not it help. <laughs> Damn. Well... That's encouraging, actually. Um, I I just need I needed to know, to be reminded that you were in as much misery as I was. Uh, so um, I don't know. Maybe it's good. It'll it's probably, probably not. it will probably have decent to high uh, production value, and by that I mean the whole thing will be shot on a green screen and a soundstage, and it will look like dog shit. But it will be fancy and expensive, so it will have the illusion of looking good. Uh, and there are pro- I don't know. There's going to be a tournament. They're all going to go to the tournament. Uh, the women will be props, probably. Well, no, this is a 2021. So there, there will be a woman who's not a prop, and then the other women will be props. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe they'll try We've to put a gay so guy in this one. Capitalism breeds innovation. It's <laughs> <laughs> really what I've been trying to say this whole episode. I'm going to fucking scream. That's, uh, that's why they made another Sherlock Holmes in 2005. Oh, God. Where can people <laughs> find the podcast on the internet? Uh, you can find us at Cartridge Cinema uh, on Twitter. That's at Cartridge Cinema. Join the Discord. It's linked uh, on the Twitter in the pinned post. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, just some many of the places that you can listen to us. Uh, you should rate us. That would be cool. We'd appreciate that. Music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Man, that's a fuck cops. Don't join the military. That's gonna, Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big, big old fat... <laughs> fuck cops don't join the military uh shout outs to shout outs to to kamala holding it down at, uh, with the border crisis <laughs> you know that crisis that's happening and she's handling peace uh, <laughs> bye <laughs>